Welcome to Will and Way. I'm Mary J. If you have things you want to accomplish, if average isn't okay with you, if you want to build the future, but you're also not superhuman and want to enjoy your life today too, you're in the right place. Here we explore how to think better, feel better, and live better in brief but beefy episodes that offer motivation, the will, and practical how-tos, the way, so you always have a next step. In the last couple of months, there's been one phrase that has been popping up everywhere, it seems, toxic productivity. I kind of don't like it because it's a trendy sounding phrase like quiet quitting, but I get the statement where productivity stops being a tool and starts feeling like a taskmaster instead. It made me think, what is the point of productivity? To get more done in less time. And that's the part that we normally dwell on. That's where we normally stop, to get more done in less time. But then we have to finish the rest of the definition to get more done in less time so that we can have more time to do what we love so that we can enjoy life more. That's the full definition of productivity. So how can we make sure that when we're trying to be more productive, we're actually getting to the end of the definition and enjoying life more instead of stopping with to get more done in less time? Like that's all life is about. How do we have peaceful productivity? I let myself stop at the to get more done in less time for a long time. Here are 10 things that have helped me to get to the end of the definition. I have other tips, but I chose the 10 that are easy and free and that anyone should be able to do without having to download an app or anything. So how do we get to peaceful productivity and start enjoying life more? Number one. Stop thinking about what I should get done and just do the things. Thinking about what you should do doesn't actually help you get anything more done and it makes you feel worse while you're doing what you are doing. A mantra that I used a ton for a while and that I still keep in my back pocket is inspired by Yoda, even though I'm not a big Star Wars fan, actually. Do or do not, there is no guilt. This, is, this applies especially when something has taken longer than you felt it should have, or, or even without the air quotes, like something did actually take longer than it should have, or you were less productive on a weekend than you should have been. Guilt over how you should have spent your time doesn't rewind the clock or keep you from getting everything you should finish done in the future. All it does is steal your joy. That's it. So ditch it. Do or do not. There is no guilt. Stop thinking about what you should do and just do the things. Number two, always take time to pet the dogs or hug your spouse or look at the clouds. Whatever makes sense here for you. Just something that doesn't take very long, that is simple, that makes you happy. We tell ourselves all the time that I don't have time for that. 
But I'm going to be that spunky friend in a 90s movie and say, really? You don't have 10 seconds? Unless you're in some secret special profession I know nothing about, you have 10 seconds. Give yourself permission to take them and do the thing that is good for you, that releases oxytocin, that helps you breathe deeper. It will probably help you perform better and be more productive. But more importantly, it will help you feel better, which again is the point of productivity in the first place. Number three, drink enough water. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse now, but we ignore this advice so much. But drink enough water. Your brain is 75% water. 75%. It's kind of gross to think about to me, actually, but 75% water. According to studies in University of Connecticut's Human Performance Laboratory, even mild hydration can cause headaches, concentration problems, and fatigue. Even mild hydration, dehydration. So we think that you have to be um, super dehydrated for it to make a difference, but no, even just a little bit dehydrated. So I love coffee as much as the next person, probably more, honestly, but I have found time and time again that not drinking enough water makes me cranky and it makes me tired. I notice it when I'm trying to get things done at work. I notice it on vacation. So when I'm on vacation, I make it a point that I drink enough water so I can enjoy my whole vacation instead of getting cranky. So drink enough water. As far as how much water you need, the general advice is to take your weight, divide it in half, and then drink that number in ounces per day. Number four, do a five or 10 minute free write by hand. A free write is you just open a, a notebook and you just write whatever comes into your head without stopping. That's a free write. So 10 minutes is better than five minutes, but if you only have five minutes, then even five minutes is really helpful. And it's kind of based on um, something that Julia Cameron recommends in The Artist's Way. She calls them morning pages, where she asks writers to sit down and just write whatever comes into their head for three full pages. I've done that, and it is really helpful, but it also takes a long time. But if you take five or 10 minutes even to just write down whatever comes into your head, then it really helps clear the cobwebs out and get you able to have a clear mind to work on whatever it is that you need to work on. Sometimes I let this free route, free write take the, the route of whatever I'm working on at work to sort of get me primed to work on that thing at work. But sometimes I just write about whatever. Um, I need to take the dog to the groomers. Uh, wow, the weather is so nice today. Well, okay, my thoughts aren't quite that bland. But um, I let myself talk about whatever in my free write. But um, do write by hand. It does not work as well if you type it. So write by hand for five or 10 minutes. Even if you're not in an artistic line of work, it really helps to clear the cobwebs. Number five, focus on deep breathing for one minute. A lot of us may 
want to spend more time on breath work as it's called or meditation or maybe we don't want to spend more time on it either way one minute does a surprising amount of good i have found i remember way back when apple watches first came out and they would remind you to breathe and my boss at the time said oh that's so dumb why do you need a reminder to do what you automatically do anyway And I remember being annoyed by the notifications to remind you to breathe. But then lately I have tried the Apple Watch breathing app, which I don't remember what it's called actually. Mindfulness, I think, is the app. And it is surprising how much more focused and ready to go I feel after I just spend one minute only breathing, trying not to think of anything else, just breathing in and breathing out. So. I do not have my notifications turned on for that because notifications are disruptive. I don't want the notifications, but the breathing for just one minute does a surprising amount of good. So if you haven't tried this, see what you think. I think part of the reason it works is that All you're doing is breathing. And so you're reminding yourself that you do actually have some time to just be still and only breathe. It kind of reminds me of a book called White Space by, I believe it's Juliette Funt, Julie Funt. And uh, it talks about those times in your day where you don't have anything penciled in You can do whatever you like with that time. So it's kind of related to that in my mind, I think. But it has a surprising amount of good packed into one tiny minute. Number six, don't check email or Slack or whatever communication system you use until you spent two to three hours focusing on the day's top priority. Don't even check them. Don't even open them. Set an autoresponder if you need to. Tell your team. Even if it only took me five minutes, three minutes to check email and Slack, it still put those other things in my brain. It still had me deleting things and um, kind of taking up space in the back of my head. And so I compared that with not even opening my email or Slack until I'd been at work for two or three hours. And the difference was huge. If you say, there's no way I can do that, I'm not going to fight you over it. Nope, nope, not going to fight you. But if there's any way that you can, even if it's just for one day a week, even if it's two days a week, try it. I could not believe how much more productive I felt. And when you feel more productive, you generally are more productive. What do you know? Try it. Number seven. Put your phone where you can't see it. I started putting mine behind me in my chair, actually, (laughs) and it makes a difference. I didn't think it would, but it does. And I'm not somebody who checks social all day or, you know, goes to a million different websites, but not even having it in my sight was helpful. And Now I kind of understand why. According to the University of Texas at Austin, they quote, or here's a quote from them, your cognitive capacity is significantly reduced when your smartphone is within reach, even when it's off. 
My smartphone, when it's behind me in the chair, doesn't feel like it's within reach because my cat often sits in my chair behind me, and also I forget that it's there. Um, <clears throat> I probably should put it where it's not even within reach, technically, and see if that makes even more of a difference. But it makes a difference. Put your phone where you can't see it. Even better, put it outside of your reach. Number eight, set a timer. This one's especially helpful for things you don't want to do. I think in part because it's a first tiny action that you could take toward accomplishing that thing. So set a timer. Set a timer for a certain number of minutes and work only on that thing that you've said you're going to work on. 20 minutes is a really popular time frame, but it doesn't even have to be 20 minutes. Close all your other tabs, turn off all your notifications, refuse to allow yourself to do anything but work on that one thing. It helps. So simple, but it helps. We'll go into more why later, by the way. Part of it is it keeps you from context switching, which is a terrible thing with kind of a innocuous sounding name, but it's so bad for your brain. But we'll get to that into another episode, in another episode. Number nine, estimate how much time the work will take. That's, that's it. Just estimate how long it will take. This one is another one that's especially helpful for things that you don't want to do. And it's when I use it the most. So, uh, in my job, I, have to fill out contracts and I have to do author outreach to see if people are interested in writing for us or to tell them what their topic and the word count is and things like that. And I don't like it. I mean, I like talking to people, but just those details, I don't like doing them. They're not my favorite thing. So what I started doing is just stop and think, okay, how much time does it take to put this contract together? And it's a couple of minutes, really, but I let it sit around on my to-do list and in the back of my head because I don't want to do it. And so when I think two minutes, oh, it's two minutes. What am I waiting for? Then it helps me to just do it, even though I don't want to do it. So estimate how much time the work will take. You can go the extra mile here and block off that time in your calendar, but I found that that only doing this one thing helps me to realize that I'm making it bigger in my head than it really is. Number 10, ask yourself, what can I do today that will make tomorrow easier? Sometimes the answer is something really simple, like closing out all of your tabs or cleaning your desktop or writing out your priorities for the next day. Sometimes it's a little bit more complicated, um, like you might realize I've been spending all my time on these little execution tasks and I'm not spending time on the strategy part of it that will give me more results. Hand raised here. Um, so regardless of which it is, asking that question helps you to do the next thing and feel better about getting it done because you know you're, that you're doing yourself a favor by getting that thing done. So what can I do today that will make tomorrow easier? Some of these are really common, but they're also easy to ignore. 
Some of them, I hope, were maybe a little bit new to you or uh, just a different take on one that you already knew. Which one will you try today? Thanks for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please leave a review. And don't forget to follow or subscribe. Until next time, let's live well.